The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. Epstein here in Lakewood. I heard actually before from someone else. There's a Yid Rav Gold who lives in Ramat Bet Shemesh. And, and this Rav Gold supports an unbelievable kail. He has a kail with a pedian galite. You ready? You're sitting down. Buckle your seatbelts. $2,000 a month. Not shekel. $2,000 a month. Okay? That's Mamash Bakavadika Parnasan at Yisrael. He has 80 Yungalite. It's been going on for years. And Rabbi Gold has no obvious means of support. He doesn't go fundraising. He doesn't have Gevirim that he wines and dines. Not what he has. This is what he does. And the Yungalite that he takes in, and Mamash the top Yungalite, obviously. If you're paying $2,000 a month, you can afford to be very, very selective. Everybody wants to go there. And it's Mamash a Koyal, it's Lashemel Teferis, Hafla so Rabbi Gold, they're all wondering, how does he do it? Where does it come from? Where does it come from? So you just remind me just quickly, of Baimar Muzger, before when Rabbeinish Finkel got sick, and he, before he was Nifter, so his Adamus, his sons-in-law went in, they knew they're going to have to take over the yeshiva, and they said, okay, they sat down with him, tell us the secret how you support the yeshiva. Because if you knew anything about the, the, the fundraising for Mir Yeshiva years ago, there was, it was very Shvachamaisis. And yet it was still a huge Yeshiva. How, how do you do the fundraising for Yeshiva? Tell us the secret. So he sat down and he said, There's no secret. <laughs> he says, What do you mean? He says, Hashem sends people. That's what he said. Hashem sends people. And he gave him a marshal a week before. Some guy came in. He dropped $50,000. They never met him before. They didn't know who he was. Rabbeinish lived on, he was probably Okay, He says, there's no secret. There's no secret. So the answer of gold, what's your secret? And he would never tell. would never tell. One year they came up with a strategy. They're going to have to find out how he does it. So they said, Rav Gold, this year, Mirtashem Purim is in your house. We make a Basilis Purim. You're, you're going to, fine. He said, why not? You're going to host us in your house. Come to his house. It's like a very simple house. He's Baruch Hashem. He has 12 children in the house. You know, it's a pretty uh, you know, tight house. They're sitting there and they start plying him with a little bit of liquor and they drink a little liquor. Before you know it, everyone's liquored up pretty good. And they say, okay, Rav Gold, please tell us, where does the money come from? So since he was uh, somewhat tipsy, he said, okay, I'll tell you. He said, a number of years ago, I decided to take my children on a trip in Azmanim. Baruch Hashem, I have 12 children, so I can't bring all the children to one vehicle. It's a little bit too much, one vehicle. Besides, I have children that range in age from 20 all the way down to like two. And where the older kids want to go, the younger kids don't, don't want to go. So what I do is I always split it up over two days. Take one trip with the older kids, one trip with the younger kids, that's what we do every year. So here we are on a trip, I'm with the older kids the first day of the trip, get into the car, we go, we have a great time. And I just all going for a great time. But as my name is, you find some hill and you climb it. <laughs> they don't go to Six Flags Great Adventures exactly, right? And we had a great time, and nightfall comes, they get back into the car, and they're headed home, and suddenly the car stops. Middle of the highway, middle of nowhere, the car stops. Okay, so it's funny, the battery went out, generator went out, he looks at the lights, and everything stems, everything stems. And he looks at the gas gauge, <laughs> he forgot to put in gas. <laughs> and they're stuck, they ran out of gas, ran out of gas. Sitting on the highway, he doesn't lose himself, he's big Baba Tachem, takes out a tillum, he starts saying tillum. Ten minutes later, the car passes by, stops for them, and a guy gets out of the car and he looks inside the car. He says, Oh, Haredi? I'm not interested in helping a Haredi. Gets back in the car and he leaves. Whoa. Okay? He's unfazed, sits down, says, Tell him. Four minutes later, same car comes by again. He says, I was not going to help because I don't like Haredim. I don't like Haredim. But I saw the kids in the car. But then the kids are You're a is one thing. But the kids, like, you know, well, it's not the fault of the kids. Okay? 
So he says, what's the problem? He says, I ran out of gas. He says, no problem, I have a gas can. Took him in the car. They went to the closest gas station. He comes to the thing. And he's about to fill up with gas. And he notices a sign. The sign says, Patuach B'Shabbat. So he comes back with an empty can. He says, you couldn't have filled up. The, you, only, you only left 30 seconds ago. Why are you coming back already with the can? He says, I can't take gas here. He says, why not? He says, Patuach B'Shabbat. He says, almost every gas station is Patuach B'Shabbat. What's it? He says, no, no. The other gas stations, they may be open in Shabbos, but they don't advertise it. This guy, big letters, Patuach B'Shabbat. It's a I'm not going to give business to a place that's an open Chalashem. He says, you, my friend, are out of your mind. <laughs> get in the car. Take the car. Takes him back to his car. He says, get out of the car. Gets out of the car and he says, I never want to see you again and that's it. Four minutes later, <laughs> he passes by. He says, can't do it to your kids. <laughs> I can't do it to your kids. What am I supposed to do? But explain to me, what was this about? He says, you don't understand. He says, me and Hashem, we love each other. He loves me and I love Hashem. And, and, and to make a Chil Hashem like that, I, I can't, I just can't, I can't take it. I can't take it because we love each other. Say, so, okay, okay. He go to another gas station 20 minutes away, goes in, fills up with gas, oh, come back to his car, come back to his car, puts the gas in, this and that. And he says, I never ever want to cross paths with you again because you're obviously fit for a mental institution. Uh-huh. And that's it, goodbye. And he zooms up, zooms up. Fine. He fills up the gas, he puts in the gas, the car starts right away, Baruch Hashem, he goes home. Next day, he goes on a trip. He takes gas this time. <laughs> and everything's uneventful. Some months later, maybe four months later, he gets a phone call. Rav Gold gets a phone call. He says, Rav Gold? He says, Ken? He says, uh, I don't know if you remember me. I was the guy who stopped the other side of the road. <laughs> he said, yeah. He said, Dachuf Ma'od. It's very important. We have to meet. I must meet you. Dachuf Ma'od. He said, okay. He says, where are you? He says, well, my, my coil is in the Ramot, but I live in Beit Shemesh. Okay, I'm coming to Beit Shemesh, gives him his address, comes into the house, sits down with him, and he says, uh, Rabbi Gold, um, my father was an extremely wealthy man. He owned tremendous real estate in Tel Aviv. Very, very, very wealthy man. And collected rents. I never had a problem in my life with Parnassah because my father, my father died. About, about a month ago. And he left a will. And I'm his only heir. And the will had said the following, 60% of all my assets should go to my son. The other 40%, since I was not a very good Jew, I didn't keep Torah, and I know I should have. I didn't do what I should have done. I know I should have. At least maybe my Elam Habo will be better if 40% of everything that I own should go to someone that Hashem loves. And for a month, it's been going on my mind, who does Hashem love? I don't I didn't know much about Hashem at all. That I remembered you told me Hashem loves you. Wow. He says, Rabbi Isai, that's where I get the money from. Wow. I get the rents every single month, and they keep going up and up, and, I, and every time it goes up and up, I, I take it out of the young man. Baruch Hashem, I don't need it at all for my family, and this is what it goes for. They made a cheshman that it was some four or five million dollars that he had spent since he opened the kail, keeping the kail with no visible mean of support. You stand up what you believe in, Kishbrocha does the rest. Kishbrocha does the rest. Patur b'Shabbat, can't do it, Chalashem. Everything comes to him. Rabbi Sai, let's make good decisions based on Hashem in life. Let's figure out the proper balance between the Shtadlis and 
the Hashgachah protest from a Kaddish Baruch Hu. Let's figure out the proper, the proper balance there. We'll make a decision that when we do, hopefully a Kaddish Baruch Hu will send us everything that we need, like he sends Rabbi Gold, so Gazunside and Nevis Rabshana, right? That he should send us everything that we need, Bezer Hashem. And of course, what we need most is the big issue of, the biggest issue of all, of the BS God setting we're having made up on Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend. Stories to inspire.org.